there was pressure for the Bills to, to win a playoff game. You know, it was, hey, you had a great regular season, you're the number two seed, but you didn't want to have happen, you know, like what happened in Houston last year. Welcome back to the YO Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a fantastic episode on tap for you. We're going to give some Buffalo Bills predictions. Yes, Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills squad are in the AFC Championship game against the Mighty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, Mighty Mahomes may or may not be there. We shall see how his concussion protocol stint goes. So we'll give some predictions for that at the top here. And then we're going to be joined by 13 Wham sports reporter Dan Fates. He's been on the podcast before when we were on the Josh Allen for MVP hype train, which we're still on that train. But unfortunately, it looks like Aaron Rodgers' magical season is probably going to derail that. So... Yeah, Josh might be in. He's at least going to be in the top three. But he's going up against another guy in the running for MVP and Patrick Mahomes. So we talked to him about the Buffalo Bills season so far, the AFC Championship game on Sunday, and just what makes Josh Allen and company so special this year. So we'll get into all that. But first, Robert, how's it going? Good morning, David. Bright and early. Like you said, it's bright now. Wasn't bright earlier, but it is still early. Doing well this morning. Just got to get a little bit of caffeine in me. Yeah, we are recording this podcast at 7.30 local time. That's what happens when you want to talk to people who live in different time zones. You got to make it work sometime. So we are up and at them this morning. We are excited to talk Buffalo Bills, man. I So I didn't share this when we were talking to Dan, but I actually was in Houston for one game with the Buffalo Bills. I went to see Josh Allen play down there in Houston, and honestly, so at the game, Josh Allen hurt his shoulder. They bring Peterman in, Nathan Peterman, who is – if you're not familiar, the all-time worst quarterback in the history of the NFL. And I mean that quite literally. He is, is that debatable? Worst. That's not No, he is statistically statistically the worst quarterback of all time in the history of the NFL. There is not a passer with a lower passer rating. He's all, he's got almost a, like a 50% interception rate. That's how horrible Nathan Peterman is. Anyways, I remember Peterman throws a couple picks, including a gem pick six for the Texans to return all the way to the house. And honestly, I I, I was tearing up in the stands. I was like, this is just unbelievably sad. The fact that they would even have a guy like this on the roster. And at one point, people thought this guy was even remotely better. Even He shouldn't even get snaps in a preseason game. I cannot stress enough how horrendous Nathan Peterman is 
Well, we're here today, and the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Sorry, Colin Cowherd. The game's not going to get moved back. That's just not how the NFL rolls. It's not happening. But, Robert, what do you, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? The Bills have gotten to this point after holding off the Colts in a very, very close game, Phillip Rivers' last game, and then they won last week, buoyed by the pick six that Lamar Jackson threw in the red zone to make it 17-3 Bills. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday in this game when it's it's a, a big, bad opponent on the other side? Dude, Fates' prediction with Josh Allen leading the game-winning drive is pretty pretty exciting gets my ears perk up when he said that but you know I'm gonna hmm let's say maybe it's a little little high scoring because you know Mahomes is I think he's gonna play and all you gotta do is get your ball get the ball to those guys your your receivers, your tight end, and Kelsey just get the ball, and those guys are going to make plays. He doesn't honestly need to be too too dynamic to score the ball, but I think the Bills will outscore them. Let's say Buffalo thirty one to twenty seven. Bills are going to the Super Bowl. That's a strong prediction. I I honestly, Bills fever seems to have overtaken the state of Wyoming here. I mean. You would think that everybody has been a lifelong fan. They're so into this Buffalo Bills team led by Josh Allen. I mean, I, I I don't really know how to describe it. Everybody here in Casper is talking about the Bills on Sunday down in Cheyenne. I know that they've been focused on the Bills on our nightly sports sports segments on our newscasts. So I, I don't want to be the guy who goes against the Buffalo Bills. I really don't. I just, Patrick Mahomes is like a cheat code. He's like a cheat code. I don't know how you stop him. I don't know. If you have the ball last, you have a much better chance of winning, obviously, in any game, but especially in a game with Patrick Mahomes on the other side. I'm going to go... Buffalo Bills, 28, Kansas City Chiefs, 27. I think the Bills are probably going to be down in this game at some point, and Josh Allen is going to make just a hell of a comeback. The defense is going to step is going to step up, get a few crucial stops on the other side of the ball, and, yeah, Buffalo in the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills. Now, that's not a crazy thing to say that they get to the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy to say they win. But we'll see if they get there. We're going to go now to Dan Fates. He gives his predictions for the game as well there at the end of this interview. Enjoy this interview with 13 Wham reporter in Rochester. He covers the Buffalo Bills and sports in the area. Dan Fates. All right, we are thrilled to be joined on the YO Sports Podcast right now by Dan Fates. He does an absolutely fantastic job covering the Buffalo Bills. 
for 13 Wham, a TV station out in Rochester. He's been on the podcast before, so you know how great he is. But, Dan, how's it going this morning? It's going well, guys. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing that, <laughs> that I can come back on the podcast. That means the Bills have obviously uh, had a good season. Yeah, the Bills have had what I would say is more an outstanding season. I don't I don't really know. I don't I know the Bills have suffered, but I don't know to what extent. So, what is the mood right now in Buffalo in that area? It's got to be just absolutely electric when you even walk down the street. Yeah, there's there's a buzz around and it, it's so funny because there was a lot of anxiety I think going into the Colts game, just knowing the well-balancedness of the Colts and how their local team and the defense, and you know, they had the, the veteran Philip Rivers, and the, you know there was pressure for the Bills to, to win a playoff game. You know, it was hey, you had a great regular season, you're the number two seed, but you didn't want to have happen, you know, like what happened in Houston last year. So, and look, the offense wasn't great against you know uh, the Colts. Uh, the defense struggled a little bit, but they got the win, and that was all that mattered. And then I went into, you know, to face Baltimore and, you know, the national media kind of thought that there was no way they could stop the running game. Um, the Bills were motivated by what was being said on TV. Um, I asked Josh Young the question. This team had always been um, very calm and composed after games. We asked about the locker room after, after big wins, whether it was against Houston or whether it was against the Patriots, whether it was against, the Steelers, or one of those teams, and I would say that the locker room was just humble. It was, it was humbled and hungry, and that there was more to do. And when they beat the Ravens, they were ecstatic. Um, Deion Dawkins called it a party. Just talked about how it, you know how excited they were. Um, and I asked Josh, you know, like, what, what was this all about? And Josh kind of said, you know, we heard what people were saying on TV. We heard what the guys were saying on TV that we were a home team facing the Ravens, and nobody really gave us a chance. So the Bills cleared those two hurdles. Um, I think this was. The way the season went, I think this was the expectation to get here. And anything less than this was going to be kind of a disappointment. Uh, so Bill's saying this week heading into Kansas City, there's a little bit of sense of relief um, and kind of the sense of playing with house money, to be honest, uh, on the fact of, hey, those are defending Super Bowl champs. What do we have to lose? You know, we made it this far. It's a successful season no matter what. Um, and that, that's kind of the vibe going around Buffalo right now. Yeah, it's certainly a special team, and for Poke fans, it kind of reminds us of what Josh Allen did in college and those Wyoming teams. He certainly made plays when the team had to make plays, and the defense stepped up big and made stops when it mattered most. What do you think it is that makes this Buffalo Bills team so special? Well, they they, they talk about the love that they have for one another in the locker room, and I know that sounds cliche, but what else is what's different about this team is that it just seems like the sense of, you know, it's kind of funny and it's an easy answer, but like players make plays when they need to be made. Like the defense hasn't been great this year, but they have come up with, whether it's a Taron Johnson pick six, whether it's Josh Allen leading a drive when he needs to, or just getting a first down to run out the clock. Like this team has had players step up in big moments and make plays. And whether you want to call that clutch, whether you want to call that maturity, this team has just kind of been resilient more than um, probably beyond their years. And that, that's an interesting thing going into this week. You know, a lot of, you know, we asked Jordan Boyer and some of these other guys and Trey White on the defense, and they all kind of said, too, the fact of you're not going to shut down this 
Chiefs offense for 60 minutes. You know, and, and Trey's like, we're not going to, that's not what's going to happen. He's like, but we're not going to get rattled when they get their big plays. And, and, and I think that's part of it. And he said that, you know, we like our chances that after 60 minutes where we're going to be. Um, and Josh has kind of said that same thing. Of, Josh said, you know, I played in big games. He goes, well, obviously now this is the biggest game. And every time you win, the games get bigger. But just kind of the sense of not making it more than it needs to be. Um, and, and I think for Josh to get over that hurdle of finally winning a playoff game, finally getting that lucky off his back, and I know it was just one loss in Houston, but and we talked earlier this year, it was a bad loss in Houston. So that sense of being able to kind of squash that narrative that Josh Allen can't win the postseason, it's pretty nice to get that off your back because you look at some other teams, you know, I looked at the Ravens, like Lamar's been an MVP and it's had some great seasons, but one in three in the playoffs isn't good, and you don't really want to have that carrying over you. So for Josh and, and the team, it, it's just been guys making plays at, at big moments. You talked about the locker room and how much these guys love each other, and I was reading the story. Deion Dawkins said Josh is like 99 overall in that. He's like, he's doing everything. And then he says, that's my quarterback. I, I, I wouldn't want to be playing for anybody else right now. How have how has this group and even some of these veterans rallied around this young quarterback. It's, it's incredible. Early on in the season, I thought what, what really kind of spoke out was uh, John Feliciano, right before the season, their starting left guard, uh, injured his pack um, or his shoulder. Some of those lines where, where he was out. Um, they had to have surgery, and, he, and Feliciano was a, was, a, was a key part of this offense, and that's part of the reason why on the offensive line it got better recently is when Feliciano came back in. And Feliciano posted a video on Snapchat that I thought really was, was the epitome of what this Bills team is. And Feliciano's laying there on the couch. Um, and he's, you know, he's got his video recording. And then all of a sudden, Josh comes up to him and hands him a glass of wine. And Feliciano says, thanks, Dad. And when we finally got to talk to Feliciano coming back, and I said, what does that mean? What does that mean to you that you're the offensive lineman, guys that really don't get a whole lot of recognition or anything like that, and it's not just your other offensive lineman. It's not your center. You know, it's not your other your your locker mate. It's your quarterback. The quarterback, the star of your team, comes over to take care of you when you're injured. And Luciano said that that meant everything. And, and and kind of said like that's what this team is about. And that's that's the personality that Josh Allen has. And the fact that he's like, yeah, for me just to come over and pour me a glass of wine, like that means that speaks volumes to his character and who he is. And, and that was just one of those things that stands because. You can talk all you want, but until you go out there and, and you really you really back up your words, whether it's on the field or off the field, Josh has kind of been that guy. Um, and he's gotten rave reviews from Stephon Diggs, and, and, and Diggs has had, you know, and, and Josh has had amazing things to say about Stephon Diggs. Um, so it, he's, he's gone to bat for his teammates, not only in the media, not for only on the field, but just also the way that he, he's cared about them. It is, I think speaks speaks a lot about how the team has rallied around a 24-year-old. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch as well. I kind of want to ask you about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, these are two vets that their old teams didn't want them. And, I mean, they're coming in. And um, it's just, how do you think they're kind of have that sense of urgency this year and just being vets and being let go from the other teams? And, I mean, how do you think that they just want to prove themselves yeah, I, I think it's important. It's funny because Micah Hyde had come from Green Bay where they had, you know, he, he played in the postseason of every year of his career. Um, and, and just the fact that he said that the 2018 season, which was Josh's rookie year, 
really kind of shaped and turned this franchise around. You know, they, they, they struggled early on. Obviously, Josh got injured. The team struggled. I think they only had like six wins that year. But he said that the way that they, they, they battled hard until the end and practiced hard until the very end really spoke volumes um, about this team. So you talk about some of those guys that they may not have you know, championship game experience, but there is that determination. And it's so funny because this team kind of embodies not only, you know, Poyer and Hyde, but guys that were just overlooked or guys that when they were drafted later than they thought they should have gone. Josh Allen is the only first round pick on the Bills offense, which is incredible to think for all of the talent that they have um, really kind of speak volumes there. And, and just the fact that even Stephon Diggs and some of these other guys, you know, Stephon Diggs was a fifth round draft pick. And, and a lot of these guys were overlooked and, 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 and kind of seen as underdogs. And, and that team is really kind of rallied around that. That's part of the process. That's part of their underdog mentality that they've really embraced. You mentioned that Josh Allen was the only first round pick on the Bills offense. How crazy is it to think that of the four quarterbacks that are left, he's the highest drafted quarterback left? Yeah, and it's pretty wild because you know a lot of people didn't think he should have gone where he where he went. Um, so it, 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 it's a big deal. Um, and, and like I said, it's a quarterback-driven league that, that's what you need in the NFL, and it says a lot that you know he's going up against guys. You know, the final four is is Mahomes. It's Rodgers, it's Brady, and then it's Josh Allen, you know, who's had an MVP caliber season. I know he won't win it, but he deserves to be in the conversation. So it's crazy to think that everything that the Bills had talked about before this season really has kind of come to fruition, where they've been able to handle adversity, they've handled COVID well, they've handled the growth of an offense really well. Um, You know, the Stephon Diggs trade has worked out better than I think anybody could have ever imagined. And obviously they, you know, they found their guy in, in Josh Allen, which, you know, checks off another box. So to see these teams kind of be there, um, I, I wouldn't say the Bills or Josh Allen is ahead of schedule. I think last year they were a little bit ahead of schedule. This year this kind of feels like where they belong. And it's funny too, because when the Bills made the playoffs back in 2017 and snapped a 17-year playoff drought, with Tyrod Taylor and some of these guys, and it was just you know the, the, the crazy year uh, ending in Miami and, and the Bengals beating the Ravens, you kind of knew that was the end of what that team was um, and that they, they had kind of overachieved. This Bills team doesn't feel like it overachieved. If anything, the defense may have, may have underachieved. Um, and, and you see where this offense is going. So this doesn't feel like the, the end of anything. This, this really does feel like the start of, you know, what could be several AFC championship runs as well as the start of what could be a couple of MVP caliber type seasons for Josh Allen. What have you seen from uh, Brian DeBull and his, his, how has he been able to just, I mean, operate this offense and make him so successful? I mean, what have, what have you seen going on over there with that? I mean, he's, he's been incredible. Um, I'm shocked that he's not going to get a head coaching job this year. I'm a huge fan of his, and it doesn't take long for you to realize how good of a head coach or how good of an offensive coordinator he is. Josh will give him rave reviews. Josh talks about him over and over again that he loves him not only as an offensive coordinator, but as a person that, you know, they have very similar personalities um, off the field, you know, just being competitiveness. But you talk about guys like Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley who have come in and have just given rave reviews um, about the guy from the fact that 
he's so open to listening to other people and other players' mindset. He doesn't just come in here and say, we're doing it my way. You know, Cole Beasley will say, hey, like, let's try this. Like, wouldn't it be fun if we did this? And Dable will then put that play in next week. Um, he has the respect of so many guys around the team. Uh, it, it's incredible. You know what? And not only that, you, Dable's success also goes back with what Sean McDermott and the Pagulas, the owners, have given him. Because, look, this is now his third year as offensive coordinator, and, and they could have moved on from him, and they didn't. And, you know, to, to stick with something in continuity is not something you get in the NFL. But when it works and pays off, Josh Allen has only had one offensive coordinator. And, and I don't think it's a shock to know that, hey, in year three, Dable's having success with Allen and Allen's having success with Brian Dable. Like, continuity is huge. And the fact that Sean McDermott gave him that when the offense last year was ranked 22nd in, you know, in points per game. And, and all these things where people are like, wow, I can't believe this happened. It, yeah, Stephon Diggs was part of it. But, but Josh Allen's progression didn't, didn't happen overnight. You know, we, we, I'm sure you guys saw it along. His rookie year, there were some highs and lows. Last year, there were, there were more highs than lows, but still some head-scratching plays. And now this year, there's been maybe only a handful of head-scratching plays and a whole lot of, wow, this is the continuity and the consistency that, that you were hoping to find in a young quarterback. So I think Brian Abel will make a phenomenal head coach. He's had the experience. This is his, he's been an uh, NFL coach, guys, for 20 seasons. This is his 20th year. He will be coaching with his ninth AFC championship. Like, he's also won a national championship with Alabama a few years ago. Like, this guy knows how to win and can take an offense that was seen as one of the worst when Josh Young came in the league. And there were, their wide receivers were Calvin Benjamin and Devontae Thompson and Zay Jones. Like, nobody and has rebuilt this offense to the level that it is now. Speaks volumes of what Brian Gable can do with a young team. And that's why I'm stunned that the Chargers, with a young quarterback, wouldn't look at what Josh Allen and they're doing in Buffalo and say, that's the guy I want. So very interesting for me. I have been a Brian Gable fan from the beginning. Um, he's, he's a truly nice guy that I've talked to at training camp off the record. Um, just, a, just a great human being to go along with what I think is probably one of the best offensive minds in the NFL right now. Yeah, Buffalo – Seems to just, they have everything rolling right now. They're going into this AFC championship game against a Chiefs team that there are questions at quarterback for them. Honestly, who's going to line up on Sunday? We'd be remiss if we didn't get out of here and ask you for a prediction for Sunday. You're allowed to give two if you want since there are two (laughs) different teams potentially lining up on Sunday for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's interesting. I think all the signs are, you know, we all believe that Patrick Mahomes will start uh, on Sunday. Um, you know, it seems like all things are going well, but, but Josh Allen, it's interesting. People are saying, well, he's going to do the concussion protocol and he'll be fine to go. Like, yeah, like that can happen because, you know, last year Josh Allen in week four suffered a concussion and ended up playing week five in Tennessee. I was at that game in Nashville. But what Josh said that was said, that really stood out to me. And one of the things that I think about most this week is that when we asked Josh what his week was, he said it was completely different than what it used to. So he said that while I was normally at practices, I was at doctor's appointments. When I was supposed to be doing film study, I was having to pass tests. I was missing film study. All of those things really kind of change your week. Patrick Mahomes does not have to do with NFL concussion protocol in his career. 
unless concussion documented concussion was at Texas Tech. So even if Patrick Mahomes is cleared, which I expect him to be and play on Sunday, his week, and we all know how routine-driven pro athletes are, NFL players specifically, his routine is going to be different. Um, and this isn't a team that has been clicking on all cylinders um, over the last month or so. Um, you know, they, were, they were trailing to Miami before scoring 35 points in a row. Uh, I, I think this game is going to be very close. I, that's not a hot take by any means. Um, and it's interesting because neither team is playing great right now um, as far as that goes. Um, I will take the Bills to win this game strictly because I, I really like the way that the defense is playing. Um, three, um, the, uh, the, one of the starting corners as well for the Chiefs, Freeland, is also dealing with a concussion. So I, I just don't know who's going to guard Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley. I, I think this offense that struggled against a really good Ravens team gets back on track, um, kind of playing free, kind of playing with house money. Uh, I, I, the crowd will be a factor. There's no question about it. The Bills will not face a, a hostile environment. There's going to be 17,000 fans at Arrowhead. Give me the Bills in a close one, like 24-23, something like that, um, and maybe a, a, a late-game Josh Allen drive. Um, but I, but I, I like the Bills' chances. This just kind of seems like a team that is finding ways to win. And that's probably the biggest thing I can say about Buffalo um, because for the five and a half years I've been covering this team, they've just found ways to lose um, for the longest time. And good teams have found ways to win. So I, I, I like the chances. I like the fact that, you know, going back to when they played, the two teams played goal of the year, that game, the Bills didn't have Matt Milano, John Feliciano, Josh Anderson with a shoulder injury. A lot of things kind of were pointing in the other direction. Um, and, the, and the Bills still held them close. Uh, so, so I like the Bills. You know, it's hard to beat a team twice, uh, but but I like the Bills in, in a close one on Sunday. Well, I love your score prediction, 24-23. That makes it sound like the kickers are going to be heavily involved. So, <laughs> and I love kickers. This is a pro kickers podcast here. So, Dan Fates, everybody, catch him on Twitter, at Dan Fates. He's a great follow for everything Buffalo Bills. Really appreciate your time, and go Bills this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate having me on, guys. Thanks again. Take care. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Dan Fates, a sports reporter for 13 Wham in Rochester, New York. We always love having Dan on the pod. It's the second time having him on the pod, and he is a fantastic guy, top-notch, and really appreciate him squeezing us in, even though it was early this morning for us but we we wake up early to talk to guests like Dan so really appreciate his time we're going to wrap up the pod here we're going to talk a little bit about the NFC championship game who Josh Allen and the Bills might potentially face on the other side in a Super Bowl yeah it's crazy to think about Josh Allen and the Bills in a Super Bowl but they're one win away it's it's very possible we could be sitting down eating a eating just a ton of food, placing way too many wagers, all kinds of exotic prop bets for the Super Bowl, and leading up thinking about how Josh Allen is gonna play. In the NFC championship game, it is two of the all time greats. 
Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, don't really have to say much about their careers. They're pretty fantastic. You probably know who they are just based on commercials alone, just based on State Farm commercials for Aaron Rodgers. I think this game is going to be incredible. I don't know if Tampa will be able to handle any sort of inclement weather, whether it's cold, snowing, whatever. It's it's just going to be unbelievably miserable for everybody in the stadium. Everybody. Even the people in the suites. It's that cold in Green Bay. So I would say I, I, I just don't see how the Packers lose, lose this game unless the Packers do what they always do and choke in an NFC championship game. But give me the Packers 24-17. to 17. I think it's going to be low scoring. Robert, what do you think for the other side? Brady can play in the cold, man. He'll he'll endure that. He he'll love that. Um, no respect for the goat, huh? Absolutely zero respect for Tom Brady on this podcast. You leave the New England Patriots, and you're not the same Tom Brady. I refuse to allow that to happen. He can't just manifest destiny and bring Tampa Bay to a Super Bowl. I'm, I, I don't want to see that. I don't believe it will happen. Rodgers over Brady. I'm going to have to agree with you. Packers going to pull out the victory. Um, score? I don't know. Let's. Uh, let's I'm going to say they put up 24 points as well, but let's say 24-20. Packers pull pull it out Lambeau Field, uh, and I don't know. I haven't seen any weather for that game, but like you, uh, if it's cold, I still Brady's gonna handle it, man. Brady can handle the cold. That's fine, but he's the quarterback that cannot move. He can hardly get in the car. That's how immobile he is. So he's gonna have to rely on other guys to handle the cold. Namely, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait's been his favorite target in the playoffs so far, and Leonard Fournette as well. I I just I don't I'm dismissing the bill the Buccaneers, not the Bills, the Buccaneers, and no, I'm I'm not allowing any of that to even creep in as a possibility. Give me the Packers. I just want to restate it again. It's a disappointment that we're all in agreement on this podcast, but, you know, we want to see a Rodgers-Josh Allen Super Bowl. The reigning greatest of all time quarterback in terms of skill. I know Tom Brady has the resume. I will give him that. He certainly has the best resume for a quarterback of all time, but pure skill, it's Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knows it. Hopefully Josh can take over that, uh, Spot on the State Farm commercials from Rodgers once he hits retirement, huh? Yeah, can we get Josh Mahomes? Can we get Josh Allen on an Allstate commercial or something? Because Baker Mayfield has progressive. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes have State Farm. We got Allstate, Geico. Let's get him and the Geico Lizard together. Something. He's got to have an insurance commercial. I think that's the only way that you can say that you made it 
maybe there's a Canadian insurance commercial with Josh Allen. I don't know. I don't have access to Canadian television anymore. They should have Josh be the new guy for the Allstate commercials. You're in good hands, you know? Yeah. Stefan Diggs was on, on an insurance commercial, I feel like, a few seasons ago. Can't remember what company, but he's taking out the trash. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Pretty sure I saw that one. Yep. I don't like the Todd Gurley commercial that uh, I didn't see until you, you sent me, sent me, sent me a link. Yeah. I can't believe that this podcast has turned into a weekly reminiscent reminiscent. I don't know if that's a word, but weekly we're reminiscing about athletes on commercials here on this podcast. The content that you didn't know you wanted, but you absolutely need. That wraps it up for this episode of the Wild Sports Podcast. We'll be ta- we'll be back talking more about Wyoming basketball. They've obviously had a bumpy stretch here lately, and then we'll talk about more about the high school level. The hoop season is going on, and it's been cooking up. Robert's been doing a great job following everything going on high school hoops in the Cheyenne area. So we'll get his take next week. We'll talk way more. We'll dive way deeper on everything Wyoming-specific athletics next week. Hopefully going to have a big guest for you as well. Don't want to give away any names until we confirm things, but I think everybody will be very excited to hear from this guy. So really looking forward to that. As always, we really appreciate everybody who has subscribed, rated, and reviewed the podcast. It means the world to us, especially the people who throw us a few shekels. Nothing better than looking in and seeing somebody supporting us here over at the Wild Sports Podcast, so we really appreciate everybody. As always, want to remind you, if you haven't shared or subscribed, or rated, or reviewed, or done any of the things to help grow the podcast. Really appreciate it. If you would do that, it means the world. We're trying to talk to as many Poke fans and Wyoming high school athletics, Josh Allen, you name it, fans out there. We really just want to get in your ear holes. Yeah, ear holes, because I'm, I'm assuming you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching this podcast, you might have to have a conversation with uh, a law enforcement agency or something because that'd be kind of weird. But really appreciate everybody. As always, shout out to Shakewell for the music. And go Bills this week.
attention, baby. So take some notes and take some time. Homework's a sign. In shout out any suggestions, baby. 